2: Hi, I'm Josh. I'm Adam.
0: And I'm Al. Now, we understand that every three seconds a new podcast is created, and now there's actually one podcast for every three people. So we just wanted to take a minute to say thank you very much for
2: downloading this one, and we hope you enjoy it. In a nutshell, we realised that some of our film tastes weren't what you'd call conventional. So we decided to talk about them and hopefully shed some light on some films that either didn't get what we felt deserved at the time, or we just wanted to rewatch and talk about them.
0: You don't have to have seen the film, but if you haven't, you may want to just give it a quick Google. What's the and that?
2: (sighs) Enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome. So just films and that, where we discuss films we feel maybe underrated, underappreciated, or we just want to talk about them. I'm Josh Hallam. I'm here with Adam Ward. Hello. And Al Bollins. Hello. Um, so we should just mention first and foremost that we are recording this during the lockdown. So we hope everyone is, everyone is doing well. Um, we thought we'd put together a couple of special episodes for you to keep you entertained during the time when it's pretty vital to keep entertained. Um, and I will also mention before we get started that we are doing all this uh, via Zoom, so bear with us with the audio. We will do our best. Um, we're joined by a very special guest today, Tez uh, Tez Ilias. How are you? I'm good, mate. Thank you for having me. It's, it's alright. It's, it's it's a pleasure. How are you? Uh, how are you coping with the lockdown? Um, it's all right. I'm at home
1: with my mama, and I cannot recommend being in lockdown with your mum enough. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah, can yeah, believe yeah. that. Yeah. It is. I, I just feel like I'm 14 again. My mum just wants to <laughs> run around after me and and cook for me and take care of me and stuff uh, and who, who, who am I to stop her from... exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah
3: exactly
1: yeah I'm just one person you know I, only, I can only <laughs> I only have a certain amount of power
2: you know within me so she, she's overwhelmed <laughs> me with her love her. Um, so we always start with a, a random question that's absolutely nothing to do with films it's just a general throwaway question so I'll ask the lads first to give you an idea uh, Adam what's your favourite fizzy drink I'm talking like pop, not beer um,
3: you know, I'm I'm big on Fanta. You know what I really like is uh, Fanta Grape. Fanta, Fanta Grape, grape so good. I've um, heard of it. Or if I'm feeling fancy, uh I like um blood orange San Pellegrinos. Oh, and oh, really?
0: with the very, foil on the top.
3: They are yeah. very
1: rich.
0: They are.
3: They are. They are. You, you, I only really, if you go into like a nice Italian restaurant in the day, that's that's where you're going to get those blood oh.
0: oranges. What about you, Al? Um, well. For the purpose of the audio,
2: <laughs> I'm reaching into my fridge. I lives in one room next to a fridge.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Pepsi Max, not Diet Coke, not not normal Pepsi.
2: Pepsi Max. Do you not find the sweeteners make your teeth feel furry?
0: Oh yeah, I, I'm I'm definitely doing a lot of damage to amount of drink. I drink yeah. a lot of fizzy drinks, too much. Yeah, Mine's yeah. probably um, I I love an Iron Brew. I was going to say Iron yeah. Brew, yeah. underrated.
2: Um, Iron Brew with fish and chips is amazing. Yeah. Or yeah. yeah, yeah. I do like to go old school, and I don't even know where I can get it anymore, but I quite like Tizer. Oh, yeah. But it's like, no one... I, I don't even know if they make it anymore. I
0: remember, like, they, they, they had, like, so many ads.
2: I'm red, I'm red on Tizer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tez, what about you? What's your favourite fizzy drink?
0: Um, I will go top three.
1: Third place, old school. Lilt, totally tropical taste of Lilt. <laughs> Um Second place i probably have to go Tango. Probably Which one? Because I love uh, the orange one. I think probably orange more because I love the advert more than anything else. You've been tangled. Just from that, I was like, you know what, this drink speaks to me. Mm. Uh, <laughs> tango
3: <laughs> from a can or Tango from a bottle?
1: Wait. All drinks taste better from a bottle. Oh, I think because can. I oh, no, agree. sorry, sorry. No, glass bottle. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All yeah. drinks uh, taste exactly. better from a glass yeah. bottle. okay. But okay. I would choose a can over a plastic bottle.
2: Yeah. Just for me me, I um, always um.
3: went Fanta bottle, Tango can. Oh,
2: huh, okay. <laughs> in at in number one? Number one? Obviously,
1: there's only one right answer, and that is Mango Rubicon. Oh yeah, that's shout. a good shout. That's a strong, oh, the yeah. Rubicon, Rubicon mango <laughs> from the from from all your a- favorite Asian takeaways. That is,
3: uh, <laughs> yeah. Of, a Rubi- lot of my mates are very big on the Rubicon. Like all my mates from home come from Leeds. All my mates from home love Rubicon. Like it's all they go on about constantly.
2: For a bit, they did a. I um, think this is This sounds this sounds so middle class, but they did a lychee flavored one. <laughs> yeah. It
0: was so nice. I don't even know what lychee is.
2: It's like a little. Fruit that looks a bit like a furry, furry bollock. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, so enjoy one with that image in your mind, Al. <laughs> <laughs> that that warble one is quite nice as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's nice. But yeah, Rubicon mango is very sad for me.
2: The film you've picked, Tez, you've picked From Dust Till Dawn. Um, mm. so before we start, massive spoiler warning, and there is spoilers for this one. So if you've not seen it, Go and watch it, or if you're not bothered, carry on listening. But uh, spoilers for this. Tez, uh, do you want to tell us what it's about?
1: Yeah, I was gonna I was actually gonna say the same thing. I was like, if you haven't seen it, <laughs> maybe pause or stop this and watch it and then come back. But so it's a brilliant film written by Quentin Tarantino, directed by Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> and Tarantino has actually also giving himself a bigger part than he normally does when he makes cameos in this, for better or for worse. Um, it's a film starring George Clooney and Harvey Kaitel. And George Clooney and Tarantino are brothers, uh, gangsters. Tarantino has broken George Clooney out of prison at the beginning of the film. And they've taken a hostage. Uh, Tarantino is a psychopath and kills the hostage because he's a psychopath. Um, They then kidnap a family to try and take them over the Mexican border. And the family consists of Harvey Keitel, his weirdly Eastern Asian son, uh, which isn't massively explained. I'm guessing he's got a Filipino wife or something who has previously died. Uh, and then also Juliette Lewis, uh, who plays his o- his older daughter. And they're the family that George Clooney and, uh, and Tarantino kidnapped to try and get them over the border. They managed to get over the border and now they have to wait to meet up with Clooney's gangster friends who are going to give them safe passage in Mexico. Um, his Mexican uh, gangsters have given them a safe house to go to, a bar that they can spend the night in have some fun and then they'll meet them in the morning and then they would, George Clooney would let the family go and then they would go with the gangsters. What they don't know and what I guess the Mexican gangsters didn't know is that the bar is not an ordinary bar. It is run by, spoiler alert, vampires. 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 And not in the, oh my God, isn't that vampire really hot? They are in, disgusting. In the sense oh, that oh, yeah. these are creatures of the night that will kill you yeah. in the most gruesome sense possible. Before that big reveal, we have Salma Hayek doing quite possibly the sexiest dance ever done on celluloid. Um, and, and that is at that point at the end of that dance where she reveals herself as a vampire that we suddenly realise that everyone who works here and half the patrons are in fact vampires and they lure people in like flies into a, into a web and then they eat them and kill them and steal their possessions, I'm guessing, for money. Um, And then the rest of the film is George Clooney, Tarantino, who um, actually, he dies very much at that point. (laughs) Um, So George Clooney and and, and Harvey Keitel and his family and a bunch of other uh, assortment of characters trying to battle themselves against these vampires. And it's a brilliant film. It's really well-directed, really well-written. The dialogue in it is snappy, bitty, everything that Tarantino is known for in his scripts. Uh, Just some brilliant performances from George Clooney, Harvey Keitel and Juliette Lewis. I think I watched that film not knowing what it was about. I thought it was a gangster flick. And when it did that sudden shift in genre, halfway through the film, genuinely not knowing what the film was about, it was such an amazing reveal. And I love horror films, so I enjoyed it even more from that point. And there were just some amazing lines where, where 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 they're trying to like rationalize the fact that they're fighting vampires. And George Clooney did this monologue about, about the fact that they are in fact fighting vampires. Uh, and so it's um yeah, it's a brilliant film, very much underrated. Uh, and yeah, I just, yeah, I just I just I love it a lot. is it, I'm not saying it's the best film of all time. It's in my top five
2: favorite films. I saw you tweeted the other week when someone they did like a five films you can't live without or something, and that was on there for you. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I'm a I'm a massive fan of everyone involved in that film. Yeah. Okay. So, a question for the lads then, going into this, had you seen it before?
3: Yeah, no, I had seen it before. Um, I feel like I feel like it's probably the only film that we've done where all of us have seen it. I think I've seen it as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a film I've seen before when when, when I was younger. Um, me and my brother used to love uh, Robert Rodriguez films. Like once Upon- when I was when when I heard we were doing this, I like looked back at like his his filmography and like a film I've not watched for years. I used to love was uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, amazing film. Have um, you seen El Mariachi?
1: Film. No, I don't think I that El Mariachi is a prequel to Once Upon a Time in Mexico, and it's so good. Is and it, It's set, is it, it's it's a Spanish film, so it's yeah it's set in Mexico and. They also speak Spanish, but but yeah, it's it's a it's a brilliant
3: film. Is it before Desperado? Yes. Yeah, was it the
1: one like
2: the trilogy? Of yeah, yeah, yeah. So that the yeah, Desperado was
0: yeah. Uh,
2: Al, so you had seen it as well. I had seen it. I think the the
0: last time I watched it was the first time I'd ever watched it. So it's only like the second time I'd yeah, seen it. Yeah, I was the same. Um, and it, it's like two different films. Mm. It's so mad, like and like 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 you said, Tez. The first time I watched it, no one told me about the little twist in the middle, and I was like, "I don't, I don't."
2: <laughs> so, like I, mem- I remember the first time I watched it being like, uh, "Oh, it's a crime film." And Then, like Tez says, there's a, there's this kind of there's this dance that she does, and you're like, I think I watched it when I was about fifteen, so I was like, "Hello," and then <laughs> um it literally there's just a bit when you go, "What? Yeah, yeah." yeah you suddenly go, <laughs> yeah. "I mean, what is happening
1: now?"
0: Yeah.
2: Like, I, 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 I,
3: I feel like I feel like this this film, the first hour of this film, could be like a Coen Brothers film, yeah. and then all of a sudden it just goes crazy. For me, it's like the the point when they get to the bar and sex machines, penis gun comes out. <laughs> like, I, I feel like you know, that only makes sense in a Robert Rodriguez film. No one yeah. else would do that in a film. Yeah, yeah
2: it's um, it's my it is, it's it's one of the best twists like in a film. It's like a, almost like as it's as impactful as something like uh, like psycho or, mm. or something like that because you really aren't expecting it and it just goes it plays with the genre in such a way that it really does take not even six. because you at that point in the film you are kind of thinking where is this going like yeah you, but at, you, the, at, at the same time the though i'm i'm it, watching
0: or? the first half of that film and going i like this film before we've even got to the vampires, I'm going, this is a cool gangster
2: prison. There must have been someone at some point who'd been watching it at home for the first time and has gone, I'm just going to pop to the loo. <laughs> 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 Come back and go, I've oh, changed the... Um, yeah, the what, why are watching device? this now? Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think what's interesting about this is I feel like that first hour it could have potentially been like an Oscar buzz film. Mm. That's the vibe mm. it it's, a, it's
0: a good first hour. But,
3: but I think had it, had the film stayed like that, it wouldn't have become as iconic or as memorable as it has because of the whole vampire craziness of the last sort of 40 minutes of it.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and also that's some... Also, even within the vampires, there's some amazing performances. Salma Hayek. There's um, Cheech from Cheech and
0: Chung. Cheech I mean. Aaron. Three times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So,
1: so <laughs> he's in it, and then uh oh, the, the, the big Mexican guy, Danny Trejo. Danny, Danny, Danny Trejo. Yes, yeah. Danny Trejo. And then three are just brilliant in it. I mean, uh, Salma Hayek's literally in it for like that, those two minutes, but yeah. but there are three performances. And even Sex Machine's amazing. <laughs> and then the big black guy who, who's who's fighting with them, he's amazing. Like Frost. there are some. Yeah, there are some, like, great cameos in there that are just... And even then, even after the twist, the dialogue is still so snappy. Like, there's, mm. there's moments where George Clooney has a couple of still monologues afterwards that are still really, really good.
2: It's, yeah, it, the, the quality of the script stays with it all the way. But I, I think what I really like is the boldness to just write that and be like... And, and then it's a vampire film. Like, <laughs> yeah. like in, in, this, in the boardroom being like, Yep, yeah, cool, get the guy from ER. Do you know what I mean? He's gonna, be, he, he's gonna be Batman. And and then there's then they're all vampires. What? Yeah, then they're yeah, all vampires. <laughs> imagine pitching that film in detail
1: and there's and there's the producer going, This is an incredible film. So you've got two brothers on the run, one's a psycho, one's a criminal but quite rational. And then you've got this amazing mixed race family with Juliet Lewis doing Juliet Lewis quirky stuff. Right, so they get to the bar. <laughs> Right? How are they going to get out of this? What's what, what's going to happen? Is Harvey Keitel going to try, suddenly change huge clues? What's happening? No, it's, it's um, it's, it's a bump, It's vampires come out. Yeah. Sorry, what?
3: Yeah.
1: What? Sorry, why? Why?
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> I well, said. Because I, I said they
3: did. Oh right. Okay. I've read. Um, he actually Tarantino wrote this before he wrote Pulp Fiction. And no one no one wanted it. They took it to a bunch of studios and no one wanted it. And as soon as he'd written pulp picture and that came out, then suddenly every studio just wanted anything that he had any kind of yeah. attachment to. So they're like now is the time to finally make
2: this film. It's like so, one of those things, isn't it? When when you're hot, you're hot. It's like the Mar if you look at the Marvel films when they were so hot and when they made Guardians of the Galaxy I remember it was it was it was mad people were going to be like this is what they're doing it's about a tree and a raccoon and a like <laughs> and, and then and then it's one of the best ones it, like, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. like you know it's... yeah I would not have predicted that when I watched the trailer no no, 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 no. no absolutely not so, I, um, I'll tell you one of the things I really like is not only does it it's, it it's it kind of changes really quickly but it goes so mental it goes from like being quite naturalistic but then there's, like, musicians playing dead bodies. Like, they dial it up to 11, don't they? They're yeah. like, you yeah. know what? If we're going to do this, let's do this. Yeah, yeah. green
0: blood, all that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, it's
1: great. Like, I can imagine, like, maybe, like, like, when Tarantino was writing it, you know, before he wrote those iconic films, like, maybe he was, like, had writer's block. Maybe it got to the point in the bar where he's like, <laughs> OK, right, OK, this is really good stuff so far. Now I'm like, he's, like, and now need to take it home. Like, how, what's the next, what's the last act of the film? And he's there getting stoned with his buddies, with his, maybe someone he's living with at the time, a flat share, whatever. And they're going, what if? Well, maybe they're watching Lost Boys or something. And they're like, oh, what if that film you're writing, what if, what if they were vampires vampire? and turn, she was going, shut, shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck up, right? You, I do writing the films, you do the dishes, that's the deal. <laughs> and then later that night, he's going, what 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 if they were vampires? What if they are vampires? Ah, uh, just that thought process. Cause it does. It's a it's a massive shift in genre and also like tone tone as well. Like 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 you said, like it's quite real up to that mm. point. Yeah. Like I, I live this world is our world. Like I live in this world. Like it's quite yeah. real. and then suddenly it's like boom, we're in supernatural fantasy mm. land dialed up to eleven. Like it's it's so good
2: it it really and i also like the fact that it's one of those things where obviously tarantino's famous for for making like he likes his b movies and his horror and his pulp pulp fiction i suppose um and it it does that does that thing where you can't you can't question it too much Mm. but i like Mm -hmm. that because it helps the escapist element because you're not i like that like all the vampires look different just like loads of people look different There's plenty of films where all the vampires kind of look the same. They all kind of like back-like monsters. Whereas in this, it's just like, well, what do they look like? Everyone looks like a mutant. Like, that's just it. Yeah, I loved
3: um, Sex Machine's transformation. How he was really trying to hide it. And his teeth are coming out and he's hiding the teeth. And his fingers (laughs) as well, (laughs) yeah. It's almost like a silent
2: film comedy, isn't
3: it? That's it. Like, there's so many little bits of comedy. But I feel like the best horror has that within it. Mm. That Those elements of kind of that really verging on silly. Because that's one of the main things I like about Robert Rodriguez. Like, I know this was written by Tarantino, but I feel like his stuff, especially his later stuff, is all about, like... It's like Tarantino, but turning the silly up to 11. I'm a fan of the silly, so it works for me.
1: I wonder why Mm. he never directed it himself. I don't know. I know, yeah,
3: that's just surprised surprise me.
1: Maybe because he's in it.
0: He's got quite a big part in it, hasn't he? Yeah, I guess.
1: Because he's just done Reservoir Dogs, and he's just done Pulp Fiction, so it's not like they wouldn't have given him the opportunity to it's not like they would have made him mm. get someone else in. Mm, or maybe yeah. he'd love maybe they'd met each other and gone, I'd love we'd love to work together. And this was the script that most matched, like
3: yeah yeah I yeah. I think that, I think they'd worked on a project once before this film. I think that was part of it. And then I think the other thing was I'm sure I saw an interview Robert Rodriguez said because of him having a Hispanic background, he was like this film would be perfect for you to direct. I'm pretty sure it's something that's like as, as
0: menial as that, yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough. It's, it's such it's such an intense part he's got as well. Complicated, mm-hmm. intense part. You might want to put all your effort into.
3: You know what? He was
1: all right actually.
0: It's I, the best. I, I thought he was really good. You know, one of his one of his best performances.
1: Yeah, yeah, easily. Like, yeah. I, I, at that point, when I first watched it, I didn't really know Tarantino like that. Like, I watched it when I was quite young, mm-hmm. so probably before it might be the first Tarantino film that I'd watched actually. Um, so I so I wasn't like. So, so to me, he wasn't like this amazing director. And I didn't think, oh, he's a co- he's a guy who puts himself in his little corny parts. I just accepted it. Oh, this is an actor that I don't know. So oh, yeah. it was, um, yeah, for me, now looking back at it, I was like, actually, you know what? He got away with it.
2: It's yeah, the best yeah. I've seen him. I think what really works is his delivery and his kind of, the way he talks is kind of, he's like quite softly spoken, mm. works for the creepiness of the character. So when he plays someone like Pulp Fiction, it kind of, you don't always he's fine but you don't always believe that that guy is that assertive yeah yeah, yeah whereas yeah. with this you're like Do you no, know he's, he's definitely a, he's definitely a creep like that's <laughs> what made it that's what it sinister wasn't it it was like when
3: they're in the the motel room he's like come sit on the bed with me and you're yeah, like oh, i know this is going to get going and terribly
1: yeah 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 he's um but
0: george clooney is amazing in it he? oh he's fantastic
2: for me, this is probably my favorite
0: Clooney performance. I would say mine as well.
2: I've been—it's um, weird that that obviously that you suggested this because I've been—I've watched a couple of Clooney films recently. I'm, I watched um, The Descendants the other week, and if you haven't seen that, he's really, really good in it. But it, I've been on a bit of a run of watching films where George Clooney doesn't just play a really suave, cool guy. Like I love Ocean's Eleven, but he is—he's just, just wearing nice suits and being cool through the whole thing. yeah. You know? yeah Whereas yeah. in this, he does actually, he, he takes someone who's effectively a horrible person and you kind of want him to succeed. Mm. Like the character that he plays, Seth, is not like, if that person was in the news and found out that he'd been caught, he'd be like, well, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in this, you kind of, like, I like at the end that he, he kind of, you don't really know where it is he's going, but you know he doesn't want her to be there. Yeah. Yeah, and that's amazing, that ending, where you think, yeah, and most, most films would have ended
0: with her going with him.
3: Um, Yeah, that's
0: the
1: natural thing, isn't it? Yeah. And
0: I I really quite like the fact that he was like. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me.
1: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I have done you a really horrible thing here. Get out, I'm going
2: to save you yeah. from even worse. Just here's some money. Yeah, yeah. Go home. My favourite character actually was, uh, I loved George Cleaver, but was, was Sex Machine. He is so, like, adding to that thing of it's vampires. I imagine being like, and there's a guy with a penis gun. What did he use it for? Penis gun. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different film if you want to explore that. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it's that thing of, they don't, at first, when the vampires appear, because I didn't really remember watching it, so watched it for me. It was kind of almost like the first time, although I knew I had seen it. Um. Until George Clooney does that monologue, I was very much like, so do they know vampires exist?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah,
2: they yeah. seem to know how to kill them. But it is obviously that what they're doing is they're making it up from what they already know from films and TV. Yeah, because if, you, if yeah. we had a vampire, if we, like, if vampires suddenly
1: appeared... The first thing you do is try and drive a stick through its heart, right? Or, or grab a cross or something yes. and be like, oh, and see if that works. That's all we have to go
0: on, TV yeah. and film. <laughs> you know,
3: the, um, the, penis down. Gun, the penis gun wasn't in the script. Like Tom Savini, you played Sex Machine, he said it wasn't till sort of the day of shooting. They were like, we've got this penis gun we want to use. <laughs> like I think that was, that was originally something they wanted to use in Desperado, but they, they just didn't work for the film. So they went, so Robert Rodriguez was like, I really want to use this penis gun in something. And this feels like the right film for the penis gun. There's
2: no such thing as bad ideas. It's just the right thing. I know, what is it, especially for that film. Just on yeah, TPA. Yeah. Sandra, can you get on to Quentin and see if we can write the penis gun in? <laughs> 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 um, well,
1: I think what, my favourite scene in the film, though, and I think it is really a, that that opening scene
2: is incredible. Yeah, in the grocery store.
1: Yeah, when because yeah. you cause just like the copper comes in and he's talking to the guy and they're having a really great conversation and then you're like, Oh my god, this guy's a hostage. Like it's just that was I th- I thought that was incredibly well done.
2: Yeah, it's really it's really tense, isn't it? Like mm. but, oh, it turns really quickly. We're, we're still and,
0: making our mind up about uh, Tarantino as well in that, aren't we? Because you know how he says, Oh, he's he's mouthed help. And we oh, haven't seen yeah. we haven't seen him. Completely, oh yeah, so we think Did he?
1: Or is he a genius? And then 50 minutes later, you're like, he did not. (laughs) Yeah, he did not. He did not. (laughs) This guy, this kid's a psychopath. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
2: But just and that line, be cool. Everybody, be cool. There's two sequels to this. And a video game and a TV series. Yeah. And I, I
1: watched, I haven't played the video game. I haven't seen the TV series. I watched the second and third. I watched the two sequels. The third one's interesting. Because it goes back, because it's set previously about, I think it's an origin story. or whatever, Which is quite interesting, but neither of them were very good. No, it's all about this. It's all about this one.
3: The series is meant to be quite good, though, isn't it? I've not watched it, but they've made quite a few. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Because I think Sex Machine makes an appearance in the series as well. Really? Yeah. That's
2: cool. I'd watch a Sex Machine prequel. How did he get to where uh, the... the yeah. I mean, there's
1: a lot of different characters you could have followed in that, in, in that, in that bar. Oh, yeah. The a
2: Vietnam soldier who does a big monologue about, about killing a whole Viet Cong camp. I <laughs> love him. I did. It's he was brilliant. His story would have been like, let's do his story. Why is he called Sex Machine? Has he got like a really embarrassing name? I'll tell you what, I know I'm called Keith, but I'm going to have a penis gun and call myself Sex Machine. Like...
3: <laughs> I think it was his idea to call the character Sex Machine. Makes I mean, sense.
2: why not? What, like, I'm, was, su-
3: I'm pretty sure he was the one who suggested it.
2: Well, it, was like, it, was like, it was like Kenny,
1: and they went, oh, what about,
3: yeah.
1: what about Sex machines?
3: <laughs> yeah, how, right? how about Sex machines. I think it's got a better ring to it. That's I'd crazy. want to see the Cheech Marin um, character prequel. Yeah. And, like, all the different characters that he plays. Yeah. No, well, I'd, I'd want to see him as all three.
2: All three? three how yeah. the life of being all three of these characters. Like the um, nutty professor, but Cheech Marin yeah. playing <laughs> well, <laughs> The high man. He's the border patrol. Carlos. <laughs> the three brothers. We yeah, all yeah. went different yeah, ways. Yeah. Sure, sure. <laughs> It'll be like the original Odd Couple. <laughs> <laughs> so, having watched it, then, um, guys, I'll go to you first. Al, was there anything you kind of didn't like about it? We don't like to be negative, but was there anything that you didn't like?
0: I wanted um, Juliette Lewis to go with George Clooney. Oh, really? At the end. Yeah, only because. Uh, I just felt really sorry for her.
2: Mm. She hadn't.
0: She had no one. She had no one, and so went off in her van. And I was like, "Where's she going? Well, Who's she going to?" Because
2: if he's if he's if it's meant to be that he's showing a mercy, because where he's going wouldn't be nice for her. But can she drive? I, I don't know. I there, just
0: felt right? like they. You know, they. I know he killed all her family basically, but I felt like they had a little <laughs> bit of a bond going. <laughs> also maybe it's because like she was she's obviously meant to be young like she's yeah, meant yeah. to be like 18
1: yeah. isn't she mm,
0: yeah. and he's probably thinking
1: to himself I'm 35 <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> I will just end up having sex with this 18 year old if she comes with me <laughs> maybe it's best if if she just doesn't come with me because it will not be good <laughs> yeah, yeah that's a good point yeah. Yeah.
3: with how much of a big deal they made out of um, Tarantino's character being a creep to her it would be yeah. it would be a weird ending for him to then go with her after like how much like, yeah, they made so- a thing of- Tarantino being a creep.
0: I feel yeah. like he was he was he was a reasonable dude, though I don't think he I don't think he would have I, I, <laughs> I mean reasonable is relative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's within the context of the world. But well, I think like I don't know, I wanted I wanted I wanted her to 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 go with them. Not necessarily like just be part of like a n- a new family, if you like. I just felt a bit sorry for her. What about
2: you, Adam? Was there anything? <laughs> uh
3: it's it's well I would have liked to have seen Sex Machine Survive, but he did have such a great transformation turning to the rat. Um, that's true. No, there's not. There's not a lot, you know. I remember. I think I didn't look back on this film as fondly as I thought I would. Because I, I remember just thinking the first time, the first time watching it, I remember really liking it, but thinking that some of the gore was too much. But rewatching it, that's what makes me like the film
2: more. I, I agree. I, I, I agree.
3: Mm. The most.
2: Mm. I, it helps the aesthetic. The fact that it's so ridiculous yeah. helps it. I think. Yeah,
3: because that even though it was written by Tarantino, that whole thing became like what you associate Robert Rodriguez with—just mm-hmm. the gore and like insanity of his films. Yeah, now. yeah. Even
2: even like you say, more recent stuff. Um, I don't know the first one that comes to mind is like Sin City,
3: mm-hmm.
2: like mm-hmm. Th- things like that. Even even not necessarily gory, but even like Spy Kids, which is his. It's mad in it. It's just like thumbs running around.
3: I've never watched
2: it, still, it. It's it's really good. It's one of those it's one of those kids' films that, like a Pixar film, like you can enjoy as a film. So, Tez, is there anything? Obviously, you love the film. But was there anything you would change? You know what? I've been thinking about it. I don't think there is. I think it's
1: because I think on that Twitter thing, it was like name your five perfect films. Yeah, yeah. films. And perfect I'm not films. saying it's the best film ever made, but it is such a great film. Like the the, the, the dialogue, as I keep saying, is amazing. The performances are great. There's some great cameo appearances in it. The plot twist is incredible. Yeah. It's yeah. silly. It's serious. There's some real pathos in it at the end when Julia Lewis, you feel like she's just been left alone in the desert. Like it's just, it is just a brilliant film. The score is amazing. Um, so no, there's nothing that I would change in it. I think it'd be interesting to see if if Tarantino was played by a different actor?
2: I mm. think that could have been... Like, like I, I, was I, I, I remember I was, when I was watching it, I was thinking, I wonder what it would have been like if they'd have given it to a... You know, not necessarily a better actor, but someone different, but I could really imagine someone like a Steve Buscemi.
3: One, one minor thing is, why didn't Juliet Lewis shoot her brother quicker <laughs> he's been eaten yeah. by like five vampires. He's in so
0: much
1: pain. <laughs> yeah,
3: he's been eaten by five it's still, vampires. It's
1: still, your brother though. I mean, I think we can cut her some slack. Yeah. <laughs> I don't
3: that thing of her just being there, like, oh, I, I, simply can't do it. you are must you, be you eaten by the vampires that, that, instead? And then she then is it Clooney who shoots so uh, many? No, words?
2: she does it. She no, does he it does in the really. end.
0: Yeah. yeah, he shoots Harvey Kaitel quite easily, doesn't he?
3: Harvey Kaitel bites him.
0: Yeah, but like. he's the one that shoots Harvey Keitel, isn't he? Yeah,
3: but Harvey Keitel bites him first and then he hits him with the holy. There's a
0: lot less thinking time, though.
2: Yeah, that's true. So how long, uh, Tez, how long do you think you'd last in the bar? (laughs) Oh, not
0: very long. (laughs) I mean,
1: a lot of it depends where you are. That's true. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, if you're getting, if you're, if you're mid lap dance, then you're, you're, then you're 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 one of the first ones to go. If you've got a penis gun, and that's going to help. <laughs> there seems to be really one going round. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, so I guess it, it just very much depends. Like if you got your, if you just happen to have your gun in your hand, like I think a lot of it depends what you're doing. But I personally don't think I would have. I, w- I wouldn't have lasted that long.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Al,
0: what about you? Uh, probably not very long. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there, there are winners and losers in life, and yeah. I am. I am. I am not a winner.
2: That's so fine. I don't yeah. think
0: I'd have lasted. Very long in there, to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, like, like like Ted says, unless I had unless I had like a snooker cue or some yeah. bar uh, weapon, I don't think very long at all. Adam, what about you?
3: It depends what kind of alliances I had. If I'd gone in there with like true. Frost and Sex Machine, <laughs> That's uh, true. I reckon really? I'd have a good chance. But that if I was the in there on my own, just getting a lap dance or whatever, I'm, I'm first to go. Even with that bandana. Even with the bandana, I'm, it's a, it's a, it's all a sham.
2: It's all a show. To be fair, if you're in there on your own getting a lap dance, and you've driven to Mexico on your own, I just think ah, just kill me. It's, you know, yeah, like, yeah he <laughs> <laughs> he's dying. What he loved. Uh, what a way to go. What a way to go. Josh, how about you? Um, I think same as any any of us. It's one of those. Where am I? What have I got on me? I think at the end of the day, most of the only people who survive are trained killers, soldiers.
3: You got penis- <laughs> with
2: a whip, and yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, that whip—the whip was cool. The whip was cool. But that's why I, when I was watching, it, I thought, well, maybe they know that vampires exist because he seems to have all the stuff to fight vampires on him. Mm. I think that's just a very interesting backstory. Yeah. We need to, yeah. we need to revisit that. So moving on to the the critical reception, then um again, as as we've said before, we don't usually put uh, numbers on it, but to give you an idea, on IMDb it gets seven point two out of ten, and on uh, Rotten Tomatoes it gets. 63% off the uh, critics, 76% off the audience. So um, what do you think, Tez? Is that underrated? I think that's underappreciated. For me, it's a solid 8 out of 10 minimum. I think, yeah. I think, yeah. I think I, I, I would agree. I think uh, that's certainly the critics' score is, is low. But I, I also think it's just a bonkers film, good soundtrack, everything you want in a film, in it, really? Yeah, like, escapes. So, so, sometimes,
1: it's, sometimes it's, the critics, they, if you give them something that's a bit too out there, they don't quite know what to do with it.
2: No, that's true. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that is, that's true. Um uh Al, what about you? Oh definitely underrated. Yeah. I can't th-
0: I can't think of another film quite like it. It's standalone, stands out by itself. Yeah, uh, but...
2: and even 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 I don't know, what is it? Six six sixty three percent. The audience on both of them, it's about just over seven out of ten.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's a I think it's an eight a high eight out of ten, thing under, underrated, definitely. Yeah,
2: Adam?
3: Um, I, I feel like seven and a half, seven and a half to eight is about right for me. Um, I think the critic one is 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 underrated for sure.
2: I think it's much better than 63%. Particularly I like think. a lot of dialogue is so, so good. And like the mm. characters
3: are so clear. Um, so yeah, I'd say it's underrated.
2: Okay, well, we'll put it in the underrated category then. Brilliant. Thanks very much for coming on. Hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you very much. It's been really fun, man. And it's nice to talk about one of my favourite films. Is is there anything you kind of want want us to look out for, want listeners to look out for?
1: Um, Not right now. I mean, I'll be going on tour at some point. So tezilias.com, sign up to my mailing list for dates and stuff. Um, And just tezilias everywhere on the socials if you want to follow me and see what I'm up to. and enjoy
2: myself it's it's safe to say all three of us are uh, tesbians now yes yeah. <laughs> <As, as laughs> that's you... what i want that's what i'm
1: trying <laughs> to just collect loads of tesbians everywhere.
3: <laughs> could we just ask um do you have a film recommendation for us
1: oh yeah i just last night i just watched booksmart such a good film like if you don't know booksmart is kind of, is that kind of like super bad but teenage young teenage girls not not um uh not, not not boys uh but it's really well written the script is brilliant the performances are incredible i th- i was really impressed by both of them the two leads um, great support cast very funny jokes I, just, I liked it a lot
2: brilliant well that's it we should have another guest for you uh, next week we'll hopefully do a couple of these lockdown specials just to keep things uh, ticking over and then we will hopefully be back with another series at some point uh, depending on if, if uh, the world uh, ends um, thanks very much for listening if you want to get in touch with the pod it's films in that pod at gmail.com and the twitter is at films underscore that brilliant uh, thank you very much Adam Ward Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Al Bollins.
0: Thank you very much.
2: And it's goodbye from me. Thank you very much. Cheerio. Hello, Josh here again. I just wanted to take another little minute to say thanks again for downloading the podcast. It really is greatly appreciated. If you do like it, then please like, subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Special mentions go to Lee for the music, Luke for the logo and Abby for producing, editing and generally putting up with us. If you'd like to get in touch with the podcast, it's films on that pod at gmail.com. Thanks once again and see you next week. Cheerio.
0: yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.